episode 111 of the Waveback Music Podcast. My name is Chris. And I'm Matt. And we're here to listen to the most interesting video game music there is. Some sequels play it safe. They give us more of the same with some new stuff sprinkled on top. Other times, they take their franchise in radical directions. Sometimes they're loved for it. Other times, they're reviled. Tonight's game is one that tends to land in the latter camp, though if you ask me, it's pretty darn great in its own right. Watch out for those iron knuckles, because tonight we listen to the music of Zelda 2 The Adventure of Link for the Nintendo Entertainment System and Famicom Disk System. Well, good evening, Matt. How are you? Good evening, Chris. I'm alright. How's everything? Well, you know, not bad. Not bad. Getting ready to you know, talk about some Zelda music. There was a there was a fresh Zelda announcement just, uh, yesterday. Where I'm, I'm feeling Zelda-rific. <laughs> I'm feeling a little Link-tastic myself. Oh boy, just uh, just running prance around wearing green and killing dudes with a sword. I mean, that sounds like a Thursday night to me personally. <laughs> <laughs> but it's Wednesday. But I. <laughs> Yes, I'm aware. <laughs> I'm aware. Sorry, I'm just cracking myself up. It's a joke from uh, my my second favorite episode of Mystery Science Theater 3000 was Pod People. Oh, and uh, the characters leaving. Uh, you're leaving a room and says, "Hey, have a good weekend." And then Crow says, "But it's Wednesday." <laughs> Winged potato, <laughs> big eared potato. <laughs> That's my favorite line from the Pod People. Oh, look, little potatoes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a whole other show, though. Oh, my God. I need to watch that episode again. It's been too long. But, hey, uh, Zelda 2. Let's, uh, let's talk about Zelda 2. Sure, why not? Uh, sorry, we don't have any fancy schmancy interviews this time around. Uh, no, uh... Man, I'm still reeling from the last episode. That was just completely amazing. And I have listened to that record quite a lot, Matt. Thank you very much. Again, you are quite welcome. I am glad that you are getting so much enjoyment and and kind of uh, runoff. You're getting a lot of runoff from it, too, right? I, if I'm not mistaken, didn't you, uh, didn't you get a shout-out somewhere? Oh, right, yeah. Um, David Wise posted about... Uh, the record, and I commented how wonderful it was, and then he uh, responded with a big old thank you. Look at that. One of these days I'll get up the nerve to uh, just, just beg him to be on this show, because <laughs> that'll just be, a, I, I need to, be it for me. I like that you need to work up the nerve to grovel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it takes a lot of courage to grovel politely. You're not wrong. I guess yeah. uh, I guess maybe my approach or tactics are very brutish, and I would just be like, "Please, please, oh my God, uh, please." Yeah, see, I'd like to avoid the blubbering, and right now I'm just not, I'm just not there. <laughs> you got to work up to it. I get it. Yeah, yeah there'd, there'd be a lot. There'd be a lot of blubber were I to uh... <laughs> in more ways than one because I've been packing on the pounds. Quar- uh, quarantine fifteen. Yeah, I mean, I'd like to blame the quarantine, but I hear you. <laughs> I've been I've been blaming the quarantine since uh, 1999. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Matt, let's get to work. Huh? We got a lot of music to cover because we're not just we're not just covering the NES game. We're covering the NES and Famicom Disk System versions of the soundtrack, which are both uh, fairly noticeably different in a couple of ways and subtly different in a couple other ways. It's just, I've been looking forward to this one ever since we did the first Zelda game uh, uh, episode because we we also compared and contrasted 
and different flavors of the soundtrack, but this one in particular, I have a lot of thoughts on. So Matt, hit us with some history. Zelda II The Adventure of Link was released in January of 1987 in Japan for the Famicom Disk System, and released in the United States in December of 1988 for the NES. As a sequel to the massively successful Legend of Zelda, Zelda II takes more than a few risks, many of which confused and frustrated fans. The main gameplay perspective shifted from an overhead view to a side-scrolling action platformer. Link's adventure became much larger, but it was also brutally difficult, and even more obtuse than the original. Regardless, it was a big success, and actually saw noticeable retooling when it was localized for American audiences. The dialogue is filled with all sorts of fun translation oddities like, I am error. I always feel that way personally. But many graphical elements were upgraded, the leveling system was altered, and the music, partly because of the differences between what the FDS and the NES could do, saw some significant alterations. The game's soundtrack was composed by Akito Nakatsuka. He also worked on several other Nintendo projects like Devil World for Famicom, Excite Bike for NES, Mike Tyson's Punch-Out, and more. Zelda 2's soundtrack is a very memorable one, and while most of its tunes have never been reprised in any future Zelda games, it absolutely has its fans. Music aside, Zelda 2 did have a lasting legacy on the, on the Zelda franchise, including a, a, the introduction of a magic meter, actual dialogue with NPCs, and uh, the names of the sages from Ocarina of Time come from uh, the towns in this game. Huzzah. Yeah, good good times. <laughs> uh, so, th- this game's soundtrack has always been a source of fascination to me because... I absolutely love the compositions themselves, but the instrumentation has always bothered me because it's very, uh, it's got, it's just covered in tremolo. There's lots of, Mm. especially the NES version, which is the one that I grew up with, is just very, for every note, (laughs) it's just constantly shaking. And uh, that's always kind of annoyed me, but I've always been able to also see past it because of how much I just love the songs themselves. So, um, when I discovered the Famicom Disk System version of the game uh, had a different soundtrack, it was always kind of harder for me to find that soundtrack online. Uh, I did eventually track it down, um, but just, I think, last year on Nintendo Switch Online, when it was last year or the year before, when they added NES games and you could download the Japanese versions, I was actually finally able to play through the Disk System version of Zelda 2, and it was wild how different it is. But mm-hmm. I'll, I'll get more into that in a bit. Matt, what is what is your personal history with Zelda 2? I don't have too, too much. Um, the Legend of Zelda, the original installment, I loved as a kid. I was, you know, I had no clue what I was doing, but I really enjoyed it. And I remember... Uh, I, someone, I don't know if it was my cousin or one of my cousins or a family friend had it. And I remember thinking like, oh, let's, can we play it? And I watched them play it. And I remember thinking like, this isn't the same game. I don't know what this is. I don't like this. (laughs) Um, I think, you know, as I grew older, I played it a handful of times and I kind of had the same sentiment where I was like, oh man, like Legend of Zelda's top down. Like that's that's the only way I can think to play it. And I, I never, uh, I never got too deep into it. I never really went back to play it. Um, and that, that really kind of ends it. I don't, I don't have a love or a hate, you know, I know that this game can be pretty, um, uh, polarizing for fans. And I guess maybe because I don't have enough face time with it. I don't have a big, um, opinion on it, but I, I don't, I think my opinion is, is non-existent just because it's like, Hmm. 
Okay. I mean, I really appreciate when, um, you know, you look at games like Grand Theft Auto and Assassin's Creed, which I'm a huge Assassin's Creed fan, but, you know, you churn out more of the same, and, and you know, like you said in the intro, you you sprinkle in some new stuff. It's like, oh, okay, but that only goes so far. So I can really appreciate kind of the, um, uh, the leap uh, they took. Hmm. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> okay. Um, well, let's see. I uh, I played this game at a very young age. I don't remember how exactly I came into came to have possession of it. I'm sure my parents bought it for me because uh, I was I was just obsessed with Zelda, uh, just completely and totally obsessed. And I played this game so much, just trying desperately to master it because I I, I thought it was such a cool diversion from uh the original legend of zelda because because back then sequels didn't have uh, sequels didn't happen <laughs> you know it was still yeah. I mean, it was still so early right super mario brothers was one thing super mario brothers 2 was something completely different you know castlevania was one thing castlevania 2 was something completely different and the same thing with zelda 2 and i just expected that's just the way things went uh and yeah, you could see the DNA of the original Zelda game in Zelda 2, but just the whole storyline continuation that the big, deep, thick story in the instruction manual for this was so cool. Just all that lore and all that wonderful artwork, and uh, I played this game obsessively uh, to the point where my parents had to take it away because I lost all my save data when I was right at the end of the game, and I had nightmares about it. Uh, and like they were, they were like, you can't play this game for a while. We need to just take this out of your system for like a week. And <laughs> you need a cool you know, like, down I was, period, right? I mean, I was because I went like I had a crazy nightmare, and then I walked into the room saying something about the axe, and they were like, okay, no more Zelda for a while, buddy. You gotta <laughs> calm this shit down. Which cars? We gotta calm this stuff down. Uh, and um. Uh, but uh, yeah, I just I, I have all these memories of playing this game constantly, like booting it up before school, just trying to get a, a few more minutes of gameplay in before uh, before I had to get on the bus. And oh god, I, I loved this thing so much. And I was all after Link to the Past happened, and then the Zelda franchise kept continuing in this very specific direction that had little to nothing to do with Zelda Two. I was always kind of bummed that it never they never went back to this style in any way shape or form even for a even for a spin-off you know there's there's a lot to like here and uh it's i it really bums me out that other games in existence are the closest that you'll ever get to a real sequel to this game mm-hmm. and uh because there's so much interesting interesting here the um so I can't remember when it was that I learned about the uh, Japanese soundtrack to this game, but it was uh, the first time I heard it was just the title screen, and I was like completely taken aback because of just how it how much it meant for the composition of that song, like what was changed to make it work on the NES, and I will listen to that one in a bit, but it, that that fascinated me enough to when I eventually played through the game and saw all these differences. Like, there's big, 
bosses look different. Bosses aren't some of the bosses aren't even in the Japanese version. They just repeat uh, the same bosses a couple of times, just like in Zelda One. Mm-hmm. All the castles look the same, whereas when they trans uh, translated to NES, they gave the all the castles uh, the, the palaces different tile sets and colors. Uh, which was, uh, and I, I loved that. And playing through it, them all like looking gray in the Famicom version was like, huh? I mean, it's the same layouts, but it's all the same. It all looks like the first castle. <laughs> it's it's really weird. Um, and it's also got a lot of those really like crazy sound effects, kind of like in um, uh, the Famicom version of Zelda, where you hear like the the monsters the monsters when you stab them, they make like these very distinct noises. There's a lot of that kind of stuff <laughs> in Zelda too, as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the music itself was really cool because I, I complained earlier about how much. Tremolo, or I hope I'm using that word right, is in the uh, original version. It's a lot smoother in the disc system version. Okay. Um, but it comes at a slight cost that, while it's a lot smoother, the drums are far less pronounced. Mm. So it, it's it's a weird trade-off. I think also a couple of the songs have been just redone entirely like they uh, they sound they're just totally different pieces of music or there's more there were more complex there's more to them in the american versions so i think the from a composition standpoint i like the nes one better but from the actual sound quality standpoint i like the disc system one better i could it's see so that weird. though i could totally see that being a thing regard what that all boils down to is what i want is a remake of this darn game yeah, i really I- want somebody <laughs> to modernize this game and just really orchestrate this music cuz i've heard a lot of like classical guitar covers of the uh, of of this this game's soundtrack mm-hmm. there's so the, the music sounds so good especially when you remove it from these specific um uh instruments I mean, not that it sounds bad with these instruments but boy oh boy like there is just so much to love here and it is a game that's in desperate need of some modernization, and I would love to see that happen. You heard that internet? Make that happen. Make it happen. I mean, who knows? Nintendo could be working on it right now, for all we know. You hear I mean, that, Nintendo? Keep working on it. Keep working on it. Working <laughs> hard on that Zelda 2 remake that Just for you Chris. know there's like six of us. <laughs> there are tens of us out there. <laughs> I love that statement. There are tens of us out here. <laughs> <laughs> so good. All right, I think it is time to I get do. started. Okay, so I think what we're gonna do is we're gonna go, um, we're gonna trade off doing the NES version, NES first, and then uh, FDS second, right? So we'll do uh, exactly what I just said. <laughs> <laughs> I think maybe you were trying to say something like we're gonna go with something you might be familiar with, and then something yes. you might not be familiar with. There you go. You're welcome. That's that. Thank you. That's that's why we pay you the big bucks. We get paid for this. <laughs> just had a flash to Zangi from the Street Fighter movie. You get paid. <laughs> I saw that in theaters with my friends. Quick, change the channel. Oh my god! I also saw that in theaters. It was a uh, something. I've grown to appreciate that movie a lot more over the years, but. Uh, Never so much as to say that it's good. Oh, no, no, no. That movie will never be accused of that. No, it won't. But Raul Julia was a a national treasure. Really was. 
All right, so let's get started here. We're going <laughs> to kick things off with the title screen music. This is this is a gorgeous piece of music. Uh, no matter how you slice it, it sounds wonderful. But this was the one that I think has the most interesting of all changes uh, between the NES and the Disk System version. It's it's just quite an eye opener. So uh, let's go ahead and start with the NES version. This is the title screen music from Zelda Two: The Adventure of Link. Enjoy. Zelda 2, what a, a, a wonderful and fascinating composition that's stuck with me so much over the years. I love that tune. I think it's I think it's just just wonderful. But before we go diving too deep into it, let's move on to the disc system version. So this is the title screen music to the Famicom disc system version of the same song, and it's really wild listening to how much more involved this is and how many more pieces of it uh continue throughout uh it's just neat so give it a listen here's title screen from zelda 2 for the famicom disk system enjoy aside that uh right before the 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 first time through it really kicks up uh that that weird disc systems fm synth noise i i love how that kind of 
the 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 beginning part the da, 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 keeps going mm-hmm. in the in the original version where it, it, it stops right when you get to the the, the big because it's just it's a, such a different feeling right and having that continue you know an entire lifetime of listening to the NES version of just having this basic understanding of the way this song works and then realizing that that just chunk was taken out because of a lack of channels is 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 fascinating to me and just all the extra layers that get added to it while the uh, the main melody is playing is is nuts I, I just think it's such a wonderful wonderful piece of music and the difference between the two of them is so interesting uh, I couldn't agree more um, Famicom has a very like rich warm sound it's it almost reminds me of kind of everyone's you know back in the day everyone was complaining about digital recording versus analog recording and you know the warmth of analog and so on and so forth um it it's very interesting i i i can appreciate both i absolutely see what you or hear what you were saying about the uh the tremolo i was like oh how bad could it bow okay (laughs) all right and that's the whole game (laughs) yeah you're really committing to this um but (laughs) they really wanted you to give you I just want it to sound like it's vibrating the whole time. <laughs> like, I want you to feel like the whole time you're playing the game, you're shaking your head back and forth as fast as you can. <laughs> Which is a weird choice, but <laughs> you got to respect that they stuck with it. They, they certainly did. Um, <laughs> that being said, uh, I, I dig so far. I like, I like, I like the, um, I do appreciate the, uh, the Famicom's, um, warmth i suppose mm-hmm. uh, i'm i'm curious though to see what you're talking about with uh composition versus um instrumentation and the rest of this stuff yeah because uh, you know, all things considered if you just look at it from a, a general overall standpoint i really love the famicom disc system version of this song i love all those extra parts that were added the extra background parts but at the same time it's it sounds so weird i've always thought disc system music sounds real funky especially when combined with what the the famicom was doing on its own with the addition of the extra channels in the disc system it just sounds so weird to me and really any more full versions of this song i've ever heard were based on the american version um because uh, it's just American people on YouTube doing these covers. So I haven't heard anybody really do a full-on take on this original Disc System version of the song, uh, which is which is wild to me. Uh, and I would love to. But let's, let's move on to the overworld. This is the main map screen music, the overworld map music uh, in Zelda 2. It's a song that you hear quite often. And this is a song that in both versions is pretty much the same uh it's it's nearly identical but this song does a really really good job of displaying what i mean when uh the disc system version removes so much of that vibration so much of that i don't know is vibrato the right word i don't know but you know what i'm talking about Mm -hmm. the shakiness (laughs) it just removes so much of that so uh let's start with the nes version here is the overworld theme from zelda 2 enjoy
such a good song. I would argue that it's it's on par with the original main Zelda theme and such a bummer that it was never reused. But before we get deeper into it, here is the Famicom Disk System version and notice how much more flat it is. And I don't mean that in a bad way. It's it's a, I just think this sounds so much cleaner. So enjoy. how much more pronounced everything it just especially that part right towards the end before the loop it it sounds messy in the nes version you know it's like all the all the vibrations and with the notes going by that quickly and that high because it's you know the higher the note the faster the vibrations are coming it just sounds almost messy and then hearing the disc system version where it's just so clean and you can really hear all the notes individually better I, I really love that version. Um, but either way, I, I love this song. I think it's so good. And again, really heartbreaking that it's never been put anywhere. Like even Smash Brothers, like, come on, man. <laughs> what if there's, if there's an opportunity to really properly remake this song in a Nintendo game, it was Smash Brothers and they stay, they've never done this particular song. But what do you think of this one? Um, I think honestly, I while you were just uh, saying what you were just saying, I kind of went back to the NES version very quickly because I thought I selected the wrong one. And without really paying attention to it, they almost come across to me the same. But I can hear the subtle differences. Yeah, the part where they do the descending notes and you're saying it gets messy, it does. It, it does definitely get messy in the NES version. The, the Famcom... Famicom version definitely very uh clean was the word you used it's like it's like going from uh the early jazz recordings where everyone kind of stood in front of a microphone and they had to like distance themselves based on how loud their instrument was to (laughs) multi-track recording it's just such a different uh I, i mean maybe maybe it's not for everyone else but i can hear it like how clean each instrument is and how like it sits in its own space with frequencies. It's like, it almost feels like a multi-track recording that was really hands-on uh, engineered. 
you know, versus like the the NES version. I, I don't want to oversell the the difference. It is it is definitely a subtle difference, and I that's yeah. one of the reasons I wanted to play the tracks back to back because I feel like if you're not obsessed with it like I am, <laughs> it just sounds like you're listening to the same song. But it's it's one of those things that's always irked me about the Zelda Two soundtrack is that super trembly instrument. And so when I finally got to hear this music without it, I thought it was really fascinating. Um, and this is definitely one of the tracks where the drums is not an issue because it's pretty much the same on both versions, and uh, and that's great. I'm I'm happy with it. I, I think this is really just if I had to choose from this two, two, I would hands down go with the disc system version. But that is not the same for our next track. Mm. Uh, this is a weird one because this is a. Well, well, we'll listen to it. It's a, it's just a different song, and it's a strange thing to be such a different song because this is, uh, this is probably the song, with the exception of the palace theme. This is probably the song you hear most in the game. Uh, this is the battle music. So that anytime you go in a cave, anytime you go to anything in the overworld, anytime you get into uh, uh, one of those random encounters, like this music is, you hear this song a lot. Uh, and the NES version is a great song love this song uh frequently stuck in my head very very good good tune um but the disc system version is a completely different tune and uh, far less memorable and this is a situation where i'm really glad they changed it because i think we wound up with a with a much better track which isn't to say that the disc system version is not a good track it is a good track it's just not a great one so let's listen to them back to back let's start off with battle from the NES version of Zelda 2 The Adventure of Link. Enjoy. <laughs> song that just uh it really kind of makes you want to keep going and also fills you with this you know that there's lots of action and dread around you because this game is hard <laughs> uh so <laughs> there the constant threat of death is around you at all times now let's go ahead and listen to the disc system version enjoy From the disc system version again not a bad song but i don't think it's anywhere near as interesting 
uh, as the uh, NES version. What do you think? I will disagree with you. Really? Yeah. Huh. And <laughs> it's funny because I'm not 100% why I'm disagreeing with you. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, uh, there's something about it I can't... What I, what I mean to say is there's something about it I can't quite put my finger on. But while... While I really enjoyed the NES version, I agree with you. It's it is um, it is driving. It's definitely like uh, I like its pacing and speed. Composition, of course, great, fantastic. You know, NES uh, sound effects, chips were great. Um, but the Famicom, to me, I I feel I I don't know how to explain. I think I feel drawn to it more i think it plays more to my musical sensibilities uh, the one thing i will say first is it could be a hair faster you know just a couple mm-hmm. of beats per minute faster and i think it would be great um but i i love the sound quality of it the timbre of the of the piece i think i think it's really well done i don't know when i i think i think to me it, it speaks more about being in caves and and adventuring um or i should say that i i feel it more from that track than i do the nes uh counterpart so interesting yeah it's just there's just something about it uh yeah, I'm. I'm trying to maybe <laughs> have verbal diarrhea, find my way to the answer, but I'm. I'm not going to. <laughs> so I'm just going to shut up now. <laughs> yeah, no, no, that's cool, and it's. It's also entirely possible that nostalgia could be playing a really big part in it with me. Fair. I just think that I find the song to be very, very simplistic. You know, there's just, and simplistic is not necessarily a bad thing, but I almost feel like for the amount of time you spend listening to this song, it kind of feels like it gets more grating. Whereas having something a bit more complex, like there are just more parts to the NES version of it, and considering how long of a stretch you have to listen to the song, uh, I just think it works a lot better. But that's just my perspective, and uh, it's I, I'm I'm surprised and fascinated that you like the other one better. <laughs> well, you know what what could easily happen is I could listen to the two back to back again and go, ah, oh, no, Nintendo's version better. <laughs> it's <laughs> It's maybe some, you know, I'm I'm weird and fickle at times. It could very easily just be uh, at this m- very moment of recording this. <laughs> I'm like, you know what, this one's better. And then three weeks from now, if you ask me, I'll be like, oh, the Nintendo one's better. I'm by who who said the Famicom version was but me? I don't remember saying that. <laughs> that doesn't sound like me. I would never. <laughs> Are you sure it was me? Yeah, but no, I'm never. <laughs> All right. Well, the next one we're going to be listening to is the town music, and this is another simply wonderful piece of music I, I love this song and again I, i'll put a link to um a really good uh, acoustic cover of this in the show notes because uh hearing this song on not these instruments is really beautiful uh this is the best town music that's ever been in a zelda game with the exception of probably Terrytown and breath of the wild as far as i'm concerned Uh, This is great town music, and I think you're going to love it. Here is Town from Zelda 2 for the NES. (laughs) 
wonderful, pretty piece of music that's just slapped around with that. <laughs> <laughs> it's, this is probably the, the song. This and the next one are the ones where it's just the most apparent. So here is the much calmer disc system version. Enjoy. <laughs> Same song, same tempo, same pretty much everything, except that shakiness is gone, and I feel like it just lends so much to making the song sound so much less out there. I don't know, what'd you think? Um, it's tough. It's really tough to, um, to pick... I, I know this isn't about picking one over the other, but it is tough because some of these things are very close, and if it's a matter of like choosing between, you know, tremolo infused Nintendo versus the cleaner, uh, you know, Famicom, then so be it. But, you know, great composition, great instrumentation, both systems, I think personally. Um, I, you have me very, very curious to hear this acoustic guitar version now. I definitely have to check that out. Um, you know what's really interesting about that is I thought as soon as I said that and we started the first track I remembered that not only do I have a great acoustic guitar version of this but also Ollie covered this mm. but in a really interesting way um, in a and in a way that I never internally heard this song before was more of a lively town tune I always kind of imagine it more of that really really calm uh, a classical guitar flavor right and the way he covered it almost sounded like a like a, a party or a festival it's really fascinating uh just just how different the interpretation was of the song and i i really love both versions and like you i also really love both versions of this uh since they're they're near identical minus the 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 tremolo i definitely lean towards the cleaner version but you know, there's there's really not much wrong with the NES version other than just the higher the notes get it just becomes really really pronounced and tends to border on silly just how much the the notes are shaking um, but because the the composition itself is so strong I, I really dig it yeah it's again I, I like I said I think this comes down to really just kind of splitting hairs uh, nostalgia uh, personal taste um, but yeah it everything we just said is, is 
you know, great composition, great instrumentation, just a ding-dang delight <laughs> to steal from Chris. Well done. Well, uh, this next song is definitely the companion piece to that. It's a bit of a shorter tune. Uh, this is the music that plays inside of a house. So we'll start with NES and move on to Famicom. So here's the NES version of House. Enjoy. disk system version. something that's really interesting about this particular piece of music is that it's always struck me as kind of haunting um there there was something i've never truly been able to put my my finger on what it is about this music in particular that i find very haunting um but there is a town later in the game that's destroyed and it's just the buildings are all just completely destroyed and there's graves and there's ghosts and it's really creepy and the whole town just plays this music so it's this somewhat eerie music right and i feel like it's not supposed to come off that way like as eerie but it's always been there's a lot about this game that's always struck me as just a little bit eerie but uh this song in particular is always kind of just really unnerved me a bit and especially after getting to that town i think it's kasuto way later uh, later in the game where it's just completely ruined and haunted and uh, just really sad because uh, you know i feel like coming across a place where people a lot of people very clearly died uh in a game like zelda at the time was just not 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 an emotion that I was prepared for as a kid. <laughs> uh, you know, like you got stuff like Castlevania and sure Dracula's going around terrorizing the citizens of Transylvania or, or something like that. But this was like you've been visiting all these towns where people are uh, alive. They're walking around. They're going in and out of doors. They're the most alive NPCs that I'd ever seen in a game up to this point. And then you've... The towns are your respites, you know? The towns are where you can always go to get healed and to refuel magic. Like, you find a town and you know that you're going to be at least okay for at least a little bit, right? Things are almost never going to attack you in a town, except for that one town you go to, and sometimes you'll talk to somebody, and it'll just be a bat in disguise, and it'll try to kill you, because <laughs> this game's always trying to kill you. But, man, you walk into this place, and the, the sky is this dark blue, and all the buildings are just... Like, this town was destroyed, and... There is a survivor in the town that says that there's a hidden town of Kasuto where the people got away, but... You know they didn't all get away, because uh, this place is creepy. And it's right next to a graveyard, too, so, yeah. Um, <laughs> but I do love this song. I, I think it's really great. I, uh, I think 
hearing it not in these instruments makes it sound a lot less eerie, and I think this instrumentation in particular is what gives it that eerie flavor more than anything. But I don't know. What did you make of this one? Um, it was really short and almost like I didn't have enough time to kind of um, take in what was, you know, being objected. It... It, it, the, you use the term companion piece in allusion to the town and it mm-hmm. it definitely yeah those are these two tracks town and, and house are peas in a pod really um, there's like no mistaking that the two go together or they're from the same game those are, I actually really like the piece as although as short as it was um, I could probably listen to a loop of that uh, for a good like two or three minutes and not get annoyed um, <laughs> which is <laughs> and that's the thing it usually doesn't appear for any longer than just maybe a minute two tops oh yeah no you're in a house like like any game you're you know you go into a house yeah. you're there for 30 seconds at best you know whatever uh same as you know with shops and we all know how we feel about shop music around here um so right that being said i, th- I think it's a great piece um i might actually i might just listen to it again just so I can, because I, I I almost feel like wait what just happened, you know what I mean? And and that's you know no no fault of, but it's just what we have. It's just a loop. So um, I dug it. Again, maybe it's because I haven't played this game. Maybe because you have played it so much, and you know you're talking about that that wavy tremolo vibrato whatever it may be um to every note for the nes but it doesn't bother me and then it's to a point where i'm almost like did i listen to the, sa- the exact same track i mean i know i didn't <laughs> and and we've, we've mentioned already that um there are subtle differences that if you're really listening to them listening for them rather you'll hear them so mm-hmm. so sometimes so in this particular case i thought i actually did listen to the same track because it happened the loops happened so quickly that I, I was like, oh, wait, huh? I, I barely got to digest that. And so, but but all in all, again, these are these are really good compositions. You know, I, I'm now you've got me thinking like, why didn't they do something? Why didn't they make a, a something or other? Why why wasn't this any of this in, in Smash Brothers or, or any other iteration? Yeah, Zelda games reprise older music a lot, and it's not like this game's been totally forgotten. They reference, they yeah, like I said, all the names came from this game. Uh, it's included in like every collection of. It's been re-released dozens and dozens of times, just as much as Zelda One. Uh, so it's not like Nintendo's forgotten about this game. They just don't revisit it very much, and particularly when it comes to the music, that's that's always so sad and i think particularly when it comes to this next piece which is probably the most famous piece of music from zelda 2 because of smash brothers this is the palace theme and it is just remarkably good in both of its iterations here i'm gonna play both of them because we've been doing it the whole time and there's not really anything wrong with listening to more of this song uh but these two are very 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 similar again it's the just the subtle tremolo difference and listening to you talk about it, I think it's just might be something that I'm especially attuned to. Like, mm-hmm. I just hear it more for some reason, and it just goes to show how, how different people listen to music differently, how people hear things so much differently. So, uh, either way, uh, this is a fantastic piece. This is the Palace theme from Zelda 2. Enjoy. <laughs>
that song. So let's listen to it again. Here's Palace <laughs> from Zelda 2 for the Famicom Disk System. Enjoy! appropriate amount of time to be listening to this song before even thinking about talking about it because the palaces in this game are so freaking long and i'm so glad this song almost never gets old because it's so good and this really the distinction between these two versions of the track is is really minuscule and i do believe that the versions of the disc system soundtrack i have are, are remastered in some way because i don't think they sound quite this clean coming out of the uh, the actual disc system, even if you play it on the Switch, like the direct digital version. Um, regardless, I freaking love this tune, man. <laughs> this is one of the best, like, palace, bo- uh, castle tunes I've ever heard in a game. And it's 
it sticks with you and not in a bad way and it's got the right the just the right amount of energy to it just the right amount of you know speeding it up and slowing it down and pulling it back and making making it just like nope something around this corner maybe there's a key maybe there's a monster maybe there's two monsters maybe the monster has the key maybe the monster is the key now maybe the monster is the key ah uh, I just love this song I just love this freaking song and the version in Smash Brothers is great and it's been covered countless times uh, with good reason because it's just, this is like NES music at it's freaking finest man I love it this was this ever redone like for Smash Brothers yeah, this was in Smash Brothers Melee thought. and pretty much every Smash Brothers after it. Like this okay. was, yeah. <laughs> God, when this, this showed up in Smash Brothers Melee, it was like, oh my God, they remade a song from Zelda Two. This is ah! because so because I feel like this might be the most famous track from this game, uh, not counting um, is it Overworld. I'd say even counting the Overworld. I think because of this song's placement in Melee, uh, particularly in that stage, which is like a lot of people's favorite stage in Melee and has mm-hmm. been in most Smash Brothers games, I, I think that this is without a doubt the most popular and well-known piece of music from this game, and with good reason. I, I, I yeah. think it's the best one. I think it's... <sighs> I might walk that back when we get to the final palace. I go back <laughs> and forth on which version, which which flavor I like better because, oh god, the final palace is such a good song. It's so good, but... Yeah, I don't know. I love it. Yeah, no. I, I, to me, it's one of the most recognizable um, Zelda songs, barring its original main theme. And I'm listening to it going, I'm surprised I actually know this. Because there's a lot of times that there are games that I've played as a kid, and I don't remember diddly about them. But this this particular track pops, and I'm like, oh my god, yeah, I know this one. Like and you spend so long in the palaces that's Mm -hmm. one of this game's strongest suits is the palaces are so crazy well done they're just they're such interesting mazes and they're so much fun to play through and the iron knuckles are so much fun to fight god the combat system in this game for a simple nes game that the system of fighting iron knuckles especially once you get up to the blue ones that shoot the laser swords all over the place you're just ah this game's so fun i love it and when Mario Maker did that Zelda update, and then you're playing 2D Mario levels as a Link character who's throwing bombs and shooting arrows and doing the, the run move, I could just think, I was thinking to myself the whole time, oh my god, they need to make a sequel to Zelda 2 that is a side-scrolling Zelda game that combines those mechanics with these mechanics, because there is so much cleverness just waiting to be done with this kind of situation. There just is. I just don't understand why you're not making video games. Because <laughs> I don't have the talent. Uh... I've got the ideas. I don't have the talent. I can't. I can't make video games. You provide the pictures. I'll provide the war. There we go. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, I I would say it's all downhill from here, but it really isn't <laughs> because. Uh, there's still some really good music left, although not a whole lot. So we're going to go with a, a really short track. Uh, it's the boss music, which is uh, it, it, there is an interesting change between the NES and the Disk System version of this song. So uh, at least I think there is, if I'm remembering correctly. Let's go ahead and give it a listen. Here's Boss from Legend of Zelda 2 The Adventure of Link for NES. Enjoy. <laughs> Thank you. 
there's the NES version. Love the bosses in this game, they're so intimidating. And here is the Disk System version. There you have it, same exact song, except the NES version has a key change. <laughs> <laughs> I felt Which I think was a great idea, because uh, it just gets a little too repetitive without that one yeah. little extra change in there. Yeah. Uh, which, you know, the boss battles aren't particularly long in this game, but some of them can be. And once you get to the point where you've got to be on that screen for a little while, just that one little extra change, I think, goes a long way in making the whole thing just a little bit more tolerable. <laughs> yeah, you don't you don't fatigue as, as quickly with a key change. Yeah, exactly. It's like, it's not a huge difference, but it's... It's not a big difference, but it makes all the difference. Uh, and really, everything with the bosses are done better in the NES version. Because, like I said, there's no repeat bosses like there are in, in Zelda 2. And uh, you get a little bit better music. The, the dungeons all have a different look to them. Uh, so each boss encounter just feels a lot more organic. Uh, not organic, uh, just a little more unique. And the dragon boss all the way at the end is just... It looks really goofy in the Famicom System version. The disc system version of this, the the Dragon Boss fight is really funny. If you've ever played through it, if you look at it, it's this one static sprite that just shoots up, spits some fireballs, and then shoots back down. Like it's it gets bouncing, right? The NES version, they split him up in all these segments so that he shoots up and he's he's kind of wiggling, dancing back and forth a little bit, spits the fire, and then sinks back down in. It's such a better look. He's so much cooler looking. He looks ridiculous in the disc system version. I love it. So let's move on to what might be my favorite track. I don't know. Like I said, I go back and forth between the regular palace music and the final palace music. I love that the final palace has its own unique music. It's also like twice as big as any other palace in the game. It's a complete ridiculous maze. It's so hard because it's not just a new looking area. It's not just bigger than everything else. It's full of unique enemies that you didn't see anywhere else in the game, including these crazy jumping night bird things that are like iron knuckles that can leap through the air like crazy. They're so difficult. And this is such an amazing piece of music. Uh, it's, it's just a little bit more intense. Like, it's just the right small bit more intense than the uh, regular palace music, I think. Uh, it's so cool. So... Uh, there is a slight, there is a, a sort of a version of this in uh, Smash Brothers as well. I think it was showed up in Smash Four, where they added this like extra, the first half of this to the existing uh, palace music. Uh, so it's kind of a mashup between these two songs. But either way, this is just wonderful. So here is the NES version of Final Palace. Enjoy. <laughs> Thank you. 
cool song. This song always reminds me very specifically of one of the first enemies you encounter in the game. Is this harpy thing that just jumps up and down, barfing fireballs at you all over the place. <laughs> that then land on the ground and start moving in different directions. It's like the first thing you run into is harder than most things that you run into in any other palace, which is just crazy. Uh, so let's go ahead and listen to the disc system version before I get too much more into it. Here is Final Palace from Zelda 2 for the Famicom disc system. Enjoy. don't know this might be one of those times where i kind of think the added tremolo works in the nes version i think like i don't know i really like this song no matter what it's coming out of but i i think i might dig the nes version a little bit better but regardless of anything just the first time getting to this palace when finally finally trudging through this whole game to get to that final palace you finally get there, and it just kicks off with this crazy new music, and this, like, giant barrier just disappears as soon as you get there when you've done all the other palaces first. Because you can go there whenever you want if you can actually get there, uh, but if you haven't beaten all, returned all the crystals to the other palaces, then you can't get past this barrier. But once you do, and it makes this crazy weird noise where the thing just goes... Real up real quick and then you can finally go down the elevator and everything's made of gold and it's just freaky looking and these monsters are everywhere that just want to murder the crap out of you and <laughs> oh my god and just figuring finding my way through it I'll never forget the way I found my way through this this final palace because I had never seen it before um I was standing in a KB Toys for some reason with my parents and they had some VHS tape running that had st- was showing like tips and tricks on how to beat this place uh, or just how to beat games in general right it was one of those like tips and tricks things that you'd see from time to time on a VHS tape Mm -hmm. and it showed Zelda 2 gameplay and I was like I don't recognize that music oh my god it's the final palace because they referred to it in the video and they showed him walking across a bridge and there are these two pillars that you could fall in between that would take you down to this other area and they showed like the giant king blob that would fall down and you would like jump thrust and it would explode and all these other blobs and oh my god this game is so freaking cool man uh, and this music is just forever ingrained in my head of just like this is the ultimate last level music for me it's just it doesn't get any better than this uh, ta-da what'd you think <laughs> I hate when you do that and then you throw it at me and I'm like 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I could definitely hear this as like the ulti- the ultimate final level music. It's it's really really good. I clearly have never gotten to that point in this game. I I can't even tell you. I probably got murdered within the first thirty seconds of the game, and I was like, "Yep, done with this." Um, <laughs> this music is is beautiful. This is this is really well um, composed music, and again, it's another instance where. I think it's, you know, personal preference, uh, as you said, nostalgia in some cases, uh, just of, of which you are, you know, drawn to. Um, I think they're both great. They both have uh, their charm. You know, as I felt with everything so far, or I should say so far, this is pretty much the end. Um, everything I felt up to this point is, or rather every track I felt up to this point. Um fantastic composition though I, I love it uh, I want to I want to hear covers of it I would like to hear mm-hmm. you know updates of it I think it, it's great it's brilliant well I yeah I don't have anything else to, to add I, I agree I want to hear all I want this game remade I want this whole game remade I want it to look and sound like like it does in my brain you know <laughs> I get it I totally get it not that there's anything particularly wrong with it, but when you think about you think about something like Wonder Boy the Dragon Strap, and mm. this is like this is my dream game for them to do. Uh, and I know they're on this Sega kick because they're obviously Sega fans, and they did a, a bang up job with Streets of Rage, and they nailed it with Wonder Boy. Uh, I would just love, love, love to see them tackle Zelda Two. I, I think because this game is so different, a real, really cool hand drawn look would be incredible uh especially if it was mimicking like the instruction manuals art style which is just wonderful oh this would be so cool but alas it's probably never gonna happen so the best we can do is appreciate what we have and what we have is uh our last track of the evening we're coming up to the end here guys and we're gonna listen to the music of the final boss which no is not the Thunderbird, or as I used to think was the spirit of Ganon. Uh, I don't know, man. It's a <laughs> weird ghosty thing that shows up and starts, again, barfing fireballs all over the place. It just floats around and it's just shooting, raining fire of fire down from the heavens at you. Uh, but after you beat that, then you gotta you go into the next room, and there's the Triforce of Courage, and you have to face off against a shadow of yourself. Shadow Lake. Which in this game is literally just your shadow, not, you know, some creepy red-eyed monster that showed up in Ocarina of Time or whatever. This is just your shadow and is really hard until you learn the, the trick. Like, there are tricks to make this battle pretty easy, but uh, if you just go at it, like, originally trying to learn it, it's freaking hard, man. So uh, let's go ahead and listen to the Shadow Link music. We'll obviously start with the NES one. Enjoy. <laughs> listen to the disk system version. Enjoy! (laughs) 
but that's the Shadow Link theme. Uh, pretty simple, nice little variation on the old, uh, the same boss tune from before. I don't know, it's pretty nice. What do you think? I, I agree with you. I mean, it's 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 boss music. We all know how we feel about boss music. Um, uh-huh. The variation. Good stuff. Good, good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, <laughs> I all of a sudden feel like we're doing like a jazz program. I don't know why all of a sudden. Um, but uh, Shadow Link, yeah, man. I I think again another great composition. I I appreciate um, music that uh, appears later uh, as almost a callback, or in this case, like it's something that was um, already presented to you because you you played and presumably beat all these other bosses, and then. It's like, hey, you know, you hear the music, you know what's coming, but it's just different enough to make you go, oh, wait, this is going to probably be a little different, or why does this sound different? And then you get hit with this shadow uh, version of yourself, you know, and yeah, it's great. It's just fantastic. Agreed. Yeah. <sighs> well, that's, that's going to be it. No more Zelda 2. But this was a fun, this was a fun listen and a fascinating one. I, I love listening to this music. I love the the comparison between these two. I just think it's, I think it's super cool. I think it's super interesting. And I hope you guys at, at home or wherever you're listening enjoyed it as much as I did. So uh, obviously this episode was done in service of getting us one step closer to finally listening to the music of Link to the Past. Yes. But that's not going to be our next episode nope. because we're not going to do two solid games in a row. But still. It's going to be the next Zelda game. The next time you hear Zelda music on this podcast, it's going to be a link to the past. And that's exciting. But for now, that's going to be our show. Join us next time when we finally follow up on one of my very favorite episodes I've ever done of this show. We'll be listening to the stunning soundtrack of Bit Trip Presents Runner 2, Future Legend of Rhythm Alien. Oh, I've wanted to do this one for such a long time. And if you haven't listened to our previous Bit Trip episode, it was way long ago episode 20 something i think uh it's it's one of my favorites i i've i've ever done and geez it was back when i was doing the show solo so uh, (laughs) i don't know if it still holds up but i had a really good time listening uh, doing that one and i love this music up down left and right i love it just just all day every day and i'm so excited to listen to it again because i haven't actually played runner 2 in such a long time and I haven't really listened to the soundtrack in a long time either, so it's going to be a real good time. As always, we'd love to hear everyone's thoughts and memories of the video games we discussed here today, and you can do so on the Waveback forum page over on Facebook. Just search Waveback on Facebook. You'll find more information on our next games as well as a nice, convenient place to talk about them. Of course, you can also go over to our Discord channel, the, the, the Geekade Discord. There should be a link in the show notes on how to get in there and look at the Waveback channel, and there's lots of... Lots of good chatter going on about video game music as often as we can muster it. Of course, you can always still send us an email at mailinggeekade.com. And while you're at it, check out our social media channels, which you should totally follow, like, and subscribe to if you haven't already. And be sure to check out all the other great content we have on our site over at geekade.com. Tonight, we're going to leave you with the ending music. Uh, since they're nearly identical, we're just going to stick with the NES version. Uh, it's a good ending song. That yeah. <laughs> you sold that so well. Uh, that's as hard as I can sell it. You know, it's a, uh, it's solid ending music. I, I don't think it's really up to the caliber of the rest of what we've listened to tonight, but it's hardly what I'd consider bad. So, uh, you know, if you really don't like it, just go back and listen to the Final Palace theme again because it's there. 
it's a darn good piece of music. So <laughs> enjoy the ending. Uh, uh, try to play this game if you haven't, or if you if it's been a long time and you've always just considered it to be garbage because most people consider it bad. Uh, give this game give this game a fair shot. It deserves it. Zelda Two is a is a is a wonderful NES game. It's really weird. Uh, it's really interesting, and uh, it's worth your time. So enjoy our. Enjoy the ending, and we'll see you next time for Runner 2. Have a good night.